Hello, hello, renovators. It's Bernadette. And this week, we have something very special for you. Now, you might remember about a year ago, I invited Liz Rad in to talk about renovating websites. I have been interested in this strategy for quite some time, like years, and for a couple of reasons. One, because it's about digital and digital is definitely very current and loaded with opportunities. And the second reason is because it's at such a low price point and as opposed to property. So for instance, you can buy a website for like $1,000. I recently bought one for 3000 and I've seen plenty of examples of people selling their renovated and websites for multi-million dollars. It is a bit of a slow burn, so definitely not get rich quick, where if you're buying a property to renovate, you might, let's say 500000 and it might take you six months to bank a significant profit, whereas to do that with a website, it'll take you a bit longer than that. But it's a strategy that I absolutely love. And since that time, I have actually been working with Liz and Matt and am building a portfolio of websites myself. And I just really love it. So the long and the short is that Matt and Liz have invited our community in to, this is an annual thing that they do, an annual training. And it's really around the various strategies with buying, renovating and well, with websites. So one of them is renovating and flipping just like property. And there's I think there's four strategies overall. And so they're going to be sharing the magic that is website development and renovating. And so if you would like to join this session this week, you will find an invitation on the episode page for this week's episode. And as a refresher, what I have done is brought back that episode with Liz Rad that I did last year so that you can have a little refresher course on the opportunities that website renovating can provide you. So I hope to see you on that training this week and enjoy the episode. There's going to be the learning journey. But that's okay because once you've got it, I think this is our big thing. I, we believe it's a skill for life because yeah. we're going forward into that digital age anyway. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Okay. Hello, everyone. So a few episodes ago, I shared some of my 100 goals for life. And I'm working my way through them, but I'm starting the process for realising goal number 33 on my list. And that was to learn to flip websites. I'm really excited about this because it's a bit of a variation on what we do, but it's dealing with property that's often not as it, you know, doesn't require as much money. And the renovation I'm hoping, I'm going to find out shortly, doesn't require so much physical work. 
But I thought what I would do is bring you on the journey. And so whenever I make a decision to learn a new skill, I like to shortcut the learning curve and get some help from someone who has already walked the walk. And so my guest today is the person that I have chosen as my mentor, and that's Liz Rad. So hi, Liz. Thanks for coming on the call today. (laughs) Um, So Liz is half of the eBusiness Institute team as she's married to Matt. And basically, she's created financial freedom in her life, starting from zero and using a really unconventional method by buying, renovating and selling websites and digital properties. So the strategies she uses are very similar to those that we use in real estate and can be done from home, starting from with very little capital and no debt, which we absolutely love. She's also an angel investor and an educator and runs the eBusiness Institute with her husband, Matt, training people with skills to buy and build their own online portfolios. Now, very few people around the world even know that this is possible. So I've asked her to share insights into her journey as a successful female entrepreneur and website investor and tips for those of us who would like to start using our property experience in the online world. So thanks so much for coming on. I, I, I have to say I am really excited about that. And while I was reading out your bio, I thought about it and I thought, I wonder whether you deal with so many, like we have our industry is still quite, for want of a better word, misogynist. So mm-hmm. as women in our industry, we really do have, to um, build our confidence and be quite assertive. Just before we get into the questions that I prepared earlier, (laughs) what's your experience? Yeah, that is an interesting question because I have been involved in a lot of my life in very male-dominated industries. We worked in mergers and acquisitions back in Sydney. We were business brokers for a while and, um, yeah, buying and selling businesses. So before we did websites, we actually bought and sold businesses and yeah a lot of the time even whether it's the suppliers or the contractors or the accountants even all those people most of them were men I think it was a question of kind of what I don't know what you call it It, it's just I just spoke as if they were anyone and I spoke directly to whoever it was and if they didn't come back to me with with looking me in the eye or obviously respecting what I was going to say I internally would just be thinking all right I'm not going to deal with you then you're not worth being you're not going to be in my life then and and luckily I have a lovely husband who's very supportive of that because he was the same he said we don't want to work with people who were who because we're a team and and obviously and I'm part of that team so they need to realize if you work with us you work with both of us you don't just talk to him (laughs) exactly that's pretty much the approach we've taken as well Because there have been, and sometimes you don't really have a choice because often we don't have that many trades to choose from. Mm. But there have been times when Stephen and I have both got quotes for the same work and his quote has been significantly lower than mine. 
Yeah. And so, you know, you know, I've figured out some strategies around that so that that doesn't happen because it's hard to run a business when you're getting the woman tax. Mm. But yeah, okay. So the thing that I'm really interested in your product or your um, process is the low barrier to entry in terms mm. of finance. I don't think it's a low barrier to entry in terms of skill, but we'll talk about that. So in our work, when we are working with students, we like them to have a long-term goal and a, a short-term goal and a long-term goal. Everyone that watches the Reno shows loves the whole idea of flipping. And I have to say, I love it too, because it's quite adrenaline charged. Yeah. However, if you're serious about building wealth, and I know you're on board with this, you've got to think about how you can build more more passive income. I don't think any income is ever truly mm. passive, but more passive income to be able to live and get paid when you're not working every day. And what I want to ask you, is this a process that you can achieve with websites? Yeah, really good question. And, and interesting, we're the same when we work with people. We always want to know the short-term goal, what do you need now? And then, okay, the long-term goal, where are you heading and, and what do you want to create for yourself? And, and that's what we do. So the wonderful thing about this is, um, with these digital skills, and this is our specialty, taking absolute beginners through to having the skills to be able to buy and renovate and, and operate websites, work with online properties in a way that you can add value and then either sell or hold. And I think the most important thing is to understand that there's different strategies for different times in your journey. So often when we start out with people, if they want high cash flow, just like you were saying then with property we've got cash flow strategies but we've also got long-term asset strategies now the skills cross over you use the same skills but it might be a different stage of your journey or of your life and the cool thing is like just just before I was uh, just did an interview with one of our students and um, she's a corporate lawyer and within seven months she's got the skills and she's actually what she's doing is selling some websites to local businesses to generate cash flow because she just really, she got to that point where she just couldn't do what she was doing anymore and she just said, that's it. And she actually, she knew she wanted to do cash flow, so she actually used these skills to help some local businesses first so she can generate up that cash flow, but then she can go on to do other strategies where she builds them for herself or buys them and leverages up. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use these skills. And I think that's what my favorite thing about this is too. And we see this in our students, everyone goes on their own journey. We teach them that same fundamental set of skills and then they can go from there and the world's their oyster. So Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a very exciting thing about this digital space. Once you've got those skills, yeah, it's yeah. ultimately choose your own adventure. I guess one of the sources of my fascination, I've I've been in this business for now seven years, and mm. it's been quite an uphill journey because when I started, I had no idea. I didn't know what end of a website was up, and so <laughs> it's been a big learning curve. But I, to this day, would not be able to do what your students are doing. So you clearly, I guess, got figured out the fast track to getting results. Yeah, I think it's a very specific, if, that's a very good point, because I think in, when you're educating yourself, you can try and learn everything 
or you can narrow down and go, okay, this is the exact thing I need to know in order to achieve this goal. That's all I need to know. You don't need to worry about all the other stuff. You actually want to just have that really nice focus, know what you need to know and do it well. Let's say you've got someone who's not uh, tech savvy. Someone, let's say someone, a woman in her 50s wants to replace her income. So how long would it take that woman to, let's say she gives it her all, how long would it take her to become proficient? That is, there is still how long's a piece of string in mm. that because, of course, uh, and this is our specialty, we work with absolute beginners, but what it does depend on is, of course, yes, like you said, how much time you have, but also some people will pick this up and run with it really quickly and, yeah. and just bam, they're, they're in it. And we've got people who've replaced their incomes, like six-figure incomes within 12 months. So that is possible. It's good to know what's possible. But then there's other people who really like to just, they they don't want to work at that fast pace and they don't work like that. So if they're more methodical, then it can take a couple of years. Some people it's taken three years to really get to the point where I'm talking about making money to become proficient. I think after 12 months, most people, we get everyone to build a website within the first three months. So you've put together a website and you've got those skills to have that ability within months. Then the next step is is taking that and and getting more confident with it. So like the first time you do something, <laughs> you're like, oh, and then, but then as you do it again, and interestingly too, the journey could be different depending on, on how you like to operate. Some people love doing it themselves. They love that creative process. And so they pick a strategy where they're building and renovating those assets themselves. I guess it's very similar to property. It is. Um, Some people want to do it all themselves. That's very cheap and easy. And like, as in, you don't have to hire people and all that. But if you want leverage, so if your big long-term goal is, okay, I want this and I want it fast, then this is like Sharon, who I was interviewing, she actually leveraged. She learned the process. She understands how websites works. She gets it. But now she hires people to do the stuff. So she gets leveraged that way. And that's why she's been able to accelerate that journey because she's reasonably early said, okay, I got it. Now I'm going to get someone else to do it and I'll just manage the process. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What Mm. is the difference between the people that take three years and the people that take 12 months? And and Mm. so would you say it is the fact that they're open to, to letting go and bringing in expertise that's going to help them get to where they want to go? Always. So we've got Chris, who she um, built her own sites. Now she took a while, like she was absolute technophobe. She really, when she first came on, she said it was actually her husband that came on and she said, nope, don't want anything to do with it. Hate computers. No. But then after a while, she went, oh, okay, this looks pretty cool. And Chris laughs. Matt and Chris always laugh together because when Matt told her, this is how technophobe she, like, well, how non-techy she was. When Matt said, oh, you need two, like, it's good to have two screens, two computer screens, because you can move stuff. She bought a whole new computer, another computer, not just a screen. <laughs> so, yeah, she just... So that's the level, like we are often working with people who really are not technical at all. And so for those people, it will take a bit longer. You might you know, need to get into this digital world. But what's inspiring is though, Chris went on to make a six-figure income out of her websites. So yeah. 
I think it's that if you are, if you say to yourself, okay, yes, I'm going to learn this. And like you said, yeah, let go of that fear and, and know that it's not going to work straight. Like it's not going to work the first time you do it. There's going to be a learning journey, but that's okay. Because once you've got it, I think this is our big thing. I, we believe it's a skill for life because yeah. we're going forward into that digital age anyway. We need to know this stuff. And that's something Matt and I are very passionate about. I, I love setting people up. And so that's our goal is to give people that skill so that then they can. And in that regard, a lot of time, it actually doesn't matter how long it takes, whether it's a year or three years. If you find that you are a, a, like you don't pick it up instantly, that's okay. Just plan differently and say, all right, maybe I'm not going to be a computer whiz within two seconds. That's okay. I'll take my time and maybe you'll keep working for maybe a year or two longer than you would have really like to but in the end you have that skill and no one can take that away that's what I love about that you can't you can lose a job and you can lose especially I think for us in the 40s and 50s and 60s for women it's a very kind of it's stressful there's so many people we know who when they lose their job they can't get another one so I think there's that as well, that kind of bigger picture thinking, okay, I'm going to get in and I'm going to make this happen. I just love the concept. I think it's, yes, I'm, as I mentioned, it's been on my to-do list for quite a few years, but I had to wait until I got my own business sort of ticking along because what's that Chinese proverb? If you chase many rabbits, you catch none. Is that how yeah. it goes? Yeah. So get getting to a point where you've got focus. And that's certainly what I find. One of the things that I think makes a difference in getting results, actually being focused on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So if you're someone who's looking down the path of retirement and not really seeing that you're, you're prepared for a good life, mm. then you're giving this some focus will me- really make a massive difference. Definitely. And I think the other element too, which we see a lot is that we've got a lot of retirees who are on our courses who just, they don't want to retire yet. They want to do something fun. They want to keep, keep that brain going and doing some stuff and keeping some income coming in. And this is a great way to do it because it's not physical. It's not hard physical labor and you can leverage it if you want to. You can get other people to do that technical stuff. And then, yeah, so I I think that's a really cool thing. Too. Absolutely. To something you can do now ongoing. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely putting my hand up. So one of the problems that I find with our students, and I forgive me for keeping drawing these analogies, but that's mm. really, I think we are really aligned in that way. And one of the problems that I notice happens, and I've established a solution for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how you go about this is the amount of time it takes them to find a property that has potential, that the mm. right property. And I would imagine I that takes judgment that mm-hmm. comes with experience. And often when you've just got out of the theory, it takes a while to develop that sort of experience. Do you find that comes into play with your process? Yeah, I think that's a really that's a really important point because yes, you do need to you need a little bit of mastery to really buy well. Now, what we do and what I think is a really good point a good thing about this marketplace is that we can get mastery with very small deals. Yeah. So, we can buy a site for under $500. 
and we can buy or we can build a few sites first and really understand how it works, get some um, success with those, and then you really have a far better understanding. Now, you can do that almost for free, like with a bit of hosting, $10, $15 a month in hosting. You may pay for potentially a little bit of content, so maybe a few hundred dollars, and you can be up and running and going through the whole process many times before you go and buy a website worth 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever it is. And so I think for our strategy, that's the bonus in doing yeah. online and this yeah. kind of strategy. Our properties are ranging from a few, a couple of hundred dollars to multi million dollars. And there's the potential to take one to any level. So, just a quick example, which is, I just thought of, which I love, is one of the brokers we know. He was telling us about one of his sites that he just recently sold. And it was from a couple of guys who bought a little website, but not little, let's say it's a $20,000 website, which is, but in real estate terms, that's that's tiny. So website for 20,000, they had a big goal in mind. And so they hit that website with a lot of content. They That was their plan. They added lots and lots of content. Four years later, they sold that website for $15 million. Wow. Isn't that awesome? So the leverage, it's, again, choose your own adventure. What's your goal? And you can pick the deals that that suit you. So in terms of time frame, what you were saying, there's lots of little deals available. So you can buy those instantly and, and start practicing. So that's good. The next level up, so say $1,000 to $5,000 deals, we've got some students who've really bought really well in that kind of range. Lisa, she just bought one about a year ago, $2,000. She renovated. That one's now making, it just hit $7,000 in a month. Wow. Isn't that cool? That There is, there's some really nice deals in there, but obviously they're a little, you've got to be looking for those. I'd say there's lots of deals coming up all the time. Flipper has hundreds oh, of sites. Sweet. That listing is for sale call. every day. So, <laughs> and then there's all the brokers. There's more and more brokers popping up. So we're we're talking a growing a growth market here. Yeah. So we've got a lot of a lot more opportunities coming into the market every day. Yeah. So one of the ways that I got around the problem is I partnered with. Well, I identified first brokers mm-hmm. who or buyers agents who are reputable and understand the process and the numbers. Yep. to actually source the properties for uh, students who did not feel confident about it. Is ah, this right. Yeah, and that's actually been a game changer. So I mm. find uh, sort of generally, not always, but generally the students that get the best results are the ones that actually take that on because it's not just the, the skill in finding the property, it's the time frame and keeping the deal flow happening. So if you've got someone that you can trust to source that property for you, you can have your projects lined up, ready to go. So ah, do you clever. have anything like that available? That's very smart. We don't at the moment, but that is a very smart idea. Yeah. Um, although in in websites, I, I think part of the joy, we found a lot of our students, part of the joy is actually the search. Yeah. And I got to say, Knowing due diligence, that's one of, the, one of the skills. So you know how we talked at the beginning about focus and, and what are those main skills that you need? Due diligence is one of those skills that is worth 
so yeah. much money. It's worth millions. And not many people in the world can do due diligence on websites. They don't know how, don't know what to look for. And so that's something we focus on a lot is making sure that our students do understand due diligence. Because even if a buyer's agent did say to them, here's a good buy, in website land, it's also got to be a good buy for them. So you've got to match your skills to the actual deal. And I assume you'd need to do the same. Yeah. Um, but in websites, I think it's a really valuable thing for people to learn that skill of due diligence. And it's interesting. I can initially, like you said, yeah, it's hard because it feels clunky and you've got all these things you've got to check. And at least we can do it at home in our Jimmy Jams. Yeah, <laughs> we can do it worldwide and, and at whatever time in the in the day we want. And we don't have to do a whole lot of accountancy and lawyer and all that sort of stuff. It's a lot because yeah. you know, it's a different yeah. structure. I think that frees us up. Yeah. And I really think, yeah, knowing that yourself, once you get used to it, once you get past that initial learning phase, you'll actually start to get to the point where your gut feel. You'll yeah. see a deal and you go, okay, I think that looks good. And then you'll do some deeper research, but you'll get that gut feeling. Gosh, that's a good feeling yeah, because then absolutely. you, you yeah. can find them far quicker and easier then yeah. too. And I think that you're right. It's The low buy-in makes that a much safer process. Like you're putting yeah. $500 on the line, you're not putting yeah, 500000 and And so I think sometimes for some people the weight of that decision because it's so much money weighs really heavily and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so that's great that's another plus so for us with a property we have a bit of a sweet spot in terms of how old the property should be like this is not a hard and fast rule but it's something that I think really helps to get fast profits and be over, able to roll them over pretty quickly. And that's, you know, a house or an apartment that's about 20 years old because mm. it's been built using modern, relatively modern building practices, yet mm. it's 20 years, it's tired, it's ready for a refresh. So they respond well and so there's good profit in it. Yeah. Um, not in all properties that are 20 years old or just better, you know. <laughs> Get clarify that. that. <laughs> That's one of the criteria that I, I think matters. I know age matters with websites, but what's the go in terms yeah. of, yeah. And not just age probably. I mean, what too, like just that search criteria, what are you looking for in a good deal? So in terms of age, obviously for website land, it's the older the better because it's, it becomes rarer, it becomes, the, the more history it's got, the more you can trust the future, especially if it's in, now we have some specific criteria that we follow when we pick our websites. We're very strategic about the websites we pick, just like you're strategic yeah. about your properties. So there are certain elements that we need to see before in a deal before we would even investigate it any further. Even simple things like it's on a simple platform. It's easy to manage. It's you understand it. Like you don't have to know the topic, but you, you understand what it's about and how it makes money, things like that. Now, age is one of those things that, yeah, the longer it's been around, the more we can trust that it's going to keep being around and it's going to keep making its profits that yeah. it's showing. But in website world, even a year old is a good, we, yeah. we want at least a year. When we're starting to buy websites of 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, we want at least a year, probably more like, three to four years is great of history. That gives it more value, more security. 
So yeah. we are we buy security. We want our whole due diligence process is about okay, figuring out we need to know which are the websites that are going to continue doing what they're doing, but also like you find having some things that we can do to quickly increase those profits or the traffic that's coming to them, like the visitors. And I'm not asking you to give away the farm, but I'm really curious to know, how much paid traffic do you use? Very little to none. Really? No. Yeah. All all SEO. Wow. Very little social. Very little social as well. Like we do have websites that have social media presences and and all that sort of stuff. But I find that the reason why is because it's so not leveraged. In, in that, and, and it's also very, if I stop paying for advertising, it's gone. What we're finding, what we're buying is assets. So our whole strategy is about buying online assets. And I know maybe most people probably, maybe you don't know the word search engine optimization or anything like that. But basically what we're finding, what we buy is properties that are ranking in search engines. And so there's a history and a momentum to them. So it's actually hard to turn them off. So we want those ones that, that I'm trying to think of a property old equivalent, but it's, it is like buying that property. So well, that it's we like an, buying blue chip suburb really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Rather than the quick fly-by-night yeah. pop-up sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. so with us, if someone wants to produce around 100000 in a project, they need to be spending about eight or 900000 on a property. So if you had a student that wanted to produce 100,000 income, let's say 10 grand a month, and they were going to buy a website to get up to speed quickly mm-hmm. so that they could, let's say someone who's um, lost their job, got some yep. retrenchment pay, wants to uh, replace their income really quickly, they're earning 80 to 100,000, so they're going to need to something that's earning at least 10,000 a month. Yep. What sort of money would they need to invest to buy that <laughs> well, when we value websites, we, and first of all, I would not recommend they buy one website. I would, okay. we're, we're portfolio based um, because we have the luxury of doing that because, you know, we can't, yeah. we can buy many assets rather than just one big one. And that's safer in this marketplace. And we, we do that with everything. Same with our share portfolio, same with properties. We're, over the years when we bought, prop, bought and sold properties, we tend to have more than one and, and we're, yeah. yeah. So we like diversification. That's been our strategy and that's what's worked for us. Um, so yeah, we don't probably, we wouldn't buy just one. I would recommend that buy a range of them, probably a range of price points and, and sizes. You yeah. might buy a few in the two to $5,000 range, you might buy one at Ten fifty thousand dollar range. Websites are valued on monthly profit. So, let's say a website is making ten thousand dollars a year, or let's say twelve thousand dollars a year. It would sell. I should say ten ten thousand dollars a year. It would sell for somewhere between ten thousand to thirty thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. So, so they're going to need to spend about a hundred grand, roughly. If you're wanting to make a hundred thousand a month, well, see, this is the thing. What our strategy is, we buy ones that to renovate. Okay. So yeah. just to give you an idea, Mark, who we can, we've got some good student interviews. If people want to see yeah. a few more student interviews, we'll talk about that. He bought, so he's he bought a website for $6,000, another one for about 20000 18 to 20 another one around, I think, the 15000 He spent a, ma- a total of $50,000 on websites and he's renovated them. And he now makes somewhere between ten to twenty thousand dollars a month 
in income, which values his portfolio at about half a million. But he bought it for 50000 So wow. our strategy is about buying smart and then renovating yeah. and getting that income yeah. up. And my, our strategy is also about we pay, we want to pay the asset back to ourselves completely as quickly as possible. So if we buy an asset for $10,000 and it's making $1,000 a month, then we pay it back in mm. 10 months. But ideally what we want to do is renovate that and double the income. That's always our goal, to double the income. And so that pays back in six months, five months. And that means once we've got that money back in our pocket, then the website is it's kind of a free and clear asset. That's our goal. So then it doesn't matter what happens. That's income coming in from that asset. And then we can take that money and go buy another one. And that's how we do it with our debt. If you, unless you want to, I mean, if you've got a hundred grand and you want to put it in the market, yep, that's yeah. fine. But if you want to do it without debt, you can actually just, yeah. if you're a little bit more patient, you can roll it along, renovate, pay it back, take that money, go again. I could keep asking you questions all day because I am absolutely fascinated, but I'm going to narrow it down to a couple. So the first thing is, oh, no, I've got a few more than a couple. But firstly, (laughs) does it matter? Is it better that you buy websites that you on topics that you're passionate about or build them? Mm, Good question. We buy, we don't. We buy websites in any topic. It's just the Money, the money models or money-making model I'm interested in and that it's simple and it can reno- be renovated and I don't care what topic it's in. There are a few topics that we do avoid, especially where there might be copyright issues, things like celebrity sites, things that, you know, you wouldn't buy a site about Kim Kardashian or something like that because it's very trend. We'd stick to the, fun- the basics, health, wealth, happiness. Okay. Those are the three topics that we stick to. And so, yeah, but you don't need to understand it. We get all all our content is written by outsourced writers. So we might find a writer who knows about that topic or they can pretty easily research it and put together content for us. Yeah. Which brings me to the next point. So you you may or may not know I'm, I quite like to get leveraged. And so I think I mentioned to you that one of my team, Judy, is going to be working with me on this because I Mm -hmm. don't like getting down in the ditch if I can help it <laughs> yep. I'm just wondering so what sort of skills do you need on your team if you're planning to let's say we're planning to replace our 100k income how, yep. what skills do we need so obviously we need some sort of web developer or whatever yes. yeah yep. so you need a technical person someone mm-hmm. who can troubleshoot so yeah. you don't want to be doing the troubleshooting no. things and that, no. And so that's the first thing we get all our students to hire is the technical person and then a writer or several writers. So okay. they're the people who are doing the content for those websites. So all the websites we buy rely on content, good quality content being ranked in Google. And so it's free advertising then yeah. once you have content that's ranking and drawing in traffic, drawing in people. Yeah. And our whole focus is answer questions, solve problems. Thought process is how can we help people in this topic and, and okay. make life easier for them? Okay. So, yes, tech, techie and content person. Okay. What about images and that sort of thing? Do you need to source a service for providing royalty-free images or what's the go? 
Yeah, we tend, we do. Yeah. So we use like Adobe stock or something yeah. like that so that we've got images for our sites. In some of our websites, we might, so if we've got product review websites, so we do a lot of, we do no e-commerce. We don't own any products or stock, but right. we do review, we review products. And what, a couple of our websites, what we've got is it's, it's in very passionate niches. And so we get people who are passionate about those things and we get samples sent to them. They review them, photograph them, do all that, and then send it in. And they right. love to do that. They, they will even do that. Some of those will do it for free because they just love it so much. So there's all sorts of ways that you can generate content yeah. and get original images and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But okay. yes, generally, photo stock type places are great for images. And graphic design, it's so easy to get now. You can have your own outsourcers do it on places like Canva. There's... Fiverr, um, Upwork, all oh, those places. I have, to, I have to say yes to all of those because I use them like all the time. So yeah. yeah, so that's great. So something that we have to do when you're buying and holding property, you've really got to keep your finger on the pulse because like I often think that all those people that bought mining town properties, if they had have been watching the market, would not have ended up in the dire straits that they were because the signs were there long before the disaster happened. And I think that an online site, you probably do need to stay up to date with what's happening. And also, you don't have to know much about SEO to know Google rules the roost. How do, you know, everyday people that are doing this stay abreast and is the Google algorithm really something that we need to be concerned about or is that all hype? Yeah, there is a lot of hype around that. Mostly the people who jump up and down and get all upset when Google releases a new update or something, it's because they've been trying to game the system and they got caught. What we teach is, again, we go back to the fundamentals if we provide a good user experience, if we provide great quality content, if we think about our readers and think, okay, what do they need to know and how can we deliver it to them in a great way, that in essence, that's what SEO is about. It's about, because remember, Google's a brand. And if when you go onto Google, you expect good quality results, create websites or renovate websites so that they're good quality. I'm sure it's a very similar thing in property. Don't is, do a rubbish yeah. job on your renovation. Absolutely. Yeah. Be, oh, that's know, real high quality, but it's got to be good. Like it's got to be professional. And so that's, I think, as long as you have that attitude, it's off, we laugh because often when the Google updates happen, our sites jump up in rankings and we go, yay, some more people who are trying to game the system have gone. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's pretty encouraging. I definitely need to know more. And we had a conversation before about what we're going to do about that. And so could I ask you to share with our audience, uh, if someone would like to know more, how can they, where can they find that out? Yeah, what we do, we do some free training. And I think that's where we, we go into a lot more detail about our processes and how this all works and how you could get started and everything you need to know to take that kind of first step and really understand, okay, what's this all about? Is this something I could actually do? Would it suit me? And so I will run, we've got a special webinar and 
what we're going to do is it's related to for you as property investors how does this work in your lifestyle how does this work in terms of what you're doing with property can you use it to actually supplement your property income or maybe cash flows and property income and that's often the questions we have from property investors so we'd like to answer all those questions for you and and see whether this is going to be something that could actually solve some problems for you so we'll do a webinar i think we're going to have a link below yep, we are yeah so you can find out you can register for that and just join us and that too we'll do an open q a so that you can actually ask us any questions relating to how does this what does this mean for you and and how you can apply it for yourself awesome so that's on the 19th of um may mm-hmm. and it's going to be at 7 p.m so we will post the link in the show notes i hope you can't hear that noise Stephen's grinding coffee all oh, right, no, I can't. <laughs> this room's usually pretty good sound-wise, except when they decide to make coffee. But anyhow, <laughs> that's part of the fun of running a business from home. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then also, in the meantime, too, um, I think get inspired. If you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see a lot of stories there from people who are actually out there doing it. And I think that kind of puts it in context and you really here okay how does this work in the real world and and what are people doing with it so that's very inspirational yeah but I think the the thing that inspired me was one of our actually wonder women yeah joined and quite you've got a few of our uh, graduates in your program and I was listening to the stories that they were relaying to me and that's what piqued my interest and not recently a while ago so I've been holding off using some discipline but yeah now's the time so for anyone that's listening that wants to join me on the journey please yeah register and come along to the webinar and I'm and will you have Matt there Liz or will it just be you yeah no we'll be both be there yeah and we'll take you through the whole process Wow, that's really good. Yeah, so that should be fun. So thank you for being on the call. For anyone that hasn't left us a review, if you have enjoyed this episode, I'd really love to hear about it. If you could go over to iTunes and leave us a review and tell me what you think, I would be really grateful because, as you know, I read them all and they just really help to inform the topics that we cover. And I think that this has been a really nice diversion from what we usually do in line, but with a few more spicy bits. So thanks so much, Liz. And uh, we'll see you on the 19th. Yes, I am so excited, Bernadette. This is going to be a really cool journey. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.